life is really abstract. Every and the and that's the beautiful thing about it, Pumiano, is that when I say it's abstract, everybody's life is painted differently. It's like walking in an art gallery and you see pictures that resonate with you or certain parts of your life. There's no there's not one picture that's the same. Welcome to the Seeds of Growth podcast. My name is Pumihana Palmer. I'm a mindset and growth coach to new real estate agents, small business owners, and high-achieving female entrepreneurs. I believe that true success happens from the inside out, and I'm on a mission to plant seeds of growth and transformation, one powerful conversation at a time. Each week, I'll bring you a solo episode, interview, or coaching experience with business owners just like you to help you shift your perspective, elevate your beliefs, and build a business that inspires you. Now let's dive into today's episode. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of Seeds of Growth, where we have powerful conversations that plant seeds of growth and transformation in the minds of entrepreneurs and real estate agents just like you. Today, I am so stoked to be chatting with my fellow mindset coach, James Tates. James is a military veteran thriving with PTSD and now a life coach. He's also the founder and owner of Soul Tribe Transformations, the host of Soul Tribe Live and co-host of the weekly Instagram live show In Front of the Scenes. My friends, this was such a beautiful and wonderful conversation with so many insights and nuggets and takeaways. I'm so excited for us to dive in. With that, please lean in and enjoy my conversation with James Tates. James, my friend. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for jumping on the podcast with me. I am so, so jazzed to have you with us. How are you doing today? Life is good. Thank you for having me. It's actually, I'm, I'm very pumped. I'm excited. Dude, same here. So last week is when we did our live and we just kind of dove into everything. Almost no stone was left unturned. Unturned. Uh, we were both just really vulnerable and really honest. And I really, really had a lot of fun connecting with you and kind of sharing each other's stories and journeys. Oh, yes. So go ahead and give us a little bit of background. At this point, our listeners have heard your bio. Show us a little more, a peek behind the curtains, if you will. I like how you said that, the peek behind the curtains. A little bit about me. So for those that don't know, first and foremost, I am thriving with CPTSD. I'm a prior Marine, prior Army soldier, did quite some time in the military. Essentially for me, how I came into coaching, I'm going to be honest with you, I really thought I was going to play football. Apparently, that did not work out. God did not bless me with the genes to be six foot two, and I'm standing tall at five nine. But um, nonetheless, a little bit of uh, more in depth about me. Prior service, did the thing in the, the Marine Corps and did in the Army. How I came into coaching from there. It's really been quite the journey, right? So I actually went through a quote unquote pandemic awakening, so to speak. And I was at a rough place in my life to where a lot of stuff in my life was really resurfaced, right? From the aspect of home, who I was from a place of identity, how how was I as a parent? And essentially I got hit with the tidal wave of my traumas, you know, from childhood to the military, the whole nine. Um, I lost a very close friend of mine from alcohol poisoning and it forever shook me. The job that I did in the military, um, I was actually helping fallen warriors get back to their, to their homes, right? I was the person that was knocking on the door, just letting people know, letting their families know like, hey, you you have a loss in your in your family. And I've essentially, from my life, just dealt with trauma after trauma after trauma, and it all caught up to me around 2021 to where I almost committed suicide, right? I went to rehab for about two months, and it's crazy. I tell people this story, and this is something I, I really believe, right, from the aspect of the spiritual awakening, and that's when it hit me. Sitting in rehab, I remember we we had outside time, and essentially that's where all the clients they go get some fresh air. We're trapped in the building for the most part, playing Jenga and chess. I am 
a beast at it for those that don't know now. But um, I find it odd because I was the only one that went outside. And at that time, I just had that minute to myself and I prayed. I was like, God, I don't know what's going on in my life. I don't know who I am anymore. I don't know where my faith lies. At this point, I give it all to you. And I remember vividly, it was on uh, in May. And this wind just wrapped around me. And then that's when everything changed. Upon that time, went back home, just really just picking up the pieces of my life. And I found myself at this place to where I recognized I was at my rock bottom. Right. And throughout that rock bottom, there's it was like the darkest of darks. I ended up putting myself in the abyss, so to speak, and just picking my life back up piece by piece. As time went along, I want to say I went back to work around July timeframe, you know, during the pan, again, during the pandemic, uh, when things kind of calmed down. And after that, you know, I was getting a lot of good feedback from friends. They were picking me up the whole nine and I applied for a leadership role, right? Mind you, I was at my previous job for about eight years, um, working Apple retail. And, um, man, it's getting me emotional. Upon that time, I didn't get the role. After not getting the role, essentially, I felt like it was like at a point to where it's like, why does this keep happening to me? Mind you, I've been going for this role for quite some time, just kept on getting blocked off, kept on getting blocked off. No after no after no. And once I got that no, it actually turned out being the best no in my life. And I say that because um, after I got that no, I, I sat to myself and, you know, I just broke down. It was like, what is going on? Like, why can't I get a win? And I found myself going on social media trying to cheer myself up. And um, I came across this ad to where it said, do you want to be a life coach? And this is where the wheels started to churn, right? Right after that, I remember I was sitting up at approximately 3.14 in the morning and I have it written down to this day. So I remember it vividly. And I took this um, the survey from Journey uh, Coaching, now Lumia, and it said that I was a seeker. And this was the first time I felt my intuition in a sense. And when I felt it, it was very foreign, right? From the aspect of what is this good feeling? I just got to know from this gig, what is going on? I found myself in the rabbit hole of the abyss at this point. And um, after that, I sat with it. I went to, I went to sleep. I felt great behind the sadness, which is weird. And I remember I talked to a close friend uh, we normally have computers in our area. And I, there's this one guy that I sit next to and he's very grounding. He's like this immovable rock. And I sat to him and I was like, look, what do you think of this? Bro, you should have did this, man. Like, I'm trying to figure out why you haven't done this. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, you know, we have these morning check-ins where we talk with the team and we connect with them. Right. And he was telling me, he's like, you always tie a phone or a computer to life. And I, and that's when everything kind of like, it was like memories of all my conversations hit me like a Mack truck. Um, and I say that seriously, no, no exaggeration. I sat to myself and I just thought back, I was like, wow, I didn't realize what I was doing and how I impacted people. And at that point, that was like turn of event to where I had that call, talked to an advisor. And I just, I told her, I want to bet on myself. I'm tired of losing and having other people dictate my losses and my wins. I wanted to have something of my own. I want to be able to put myself through this test to where I can commit to something and be of service to people. And at that point, the rest was history. Since then, I've been on about four or five podcasts. I had my my breakthrough in the podcast world from uh, our friend Pua. I had a, a, an amazing conversation. and. I'm forever indebted to her for actually just putting me on that podcast. I was very nervous. It was on Star Wars Day, May the 4th. Shout out to my Star Wars fans. But um, yeah, it's been quite the journey. And I love, you know, being of service to people from a, from having a voice and using the voice to where it heals people. Using the voice to where I can create inspiration for people, right? And it's like the lives that I do, it is like, Yes, to a degree, I'm trying to change the world in a sense from a place of how we can communicate. Because when you think about it with the pandemic, right, we communicate differently. We had to break down everything just for us to rebuild. 
And we went from a place of relating to others within proximity to now it's more of a global approach. So it's one of those things to where behind the bad, we want to find the silver lining and effort and it allowed me to be more optimistic and more creative around how I approach things for people. And, you know, I had the luxury of, you know, just meeting, meeting you and doing the live and really just, you know, just getting down to it and having the deep conversations and really just being a a source of inspiration for other people. And that's what I do on the lives. You know, I want to highlight coaches, creators of all sorts, and just have them put their, their, put themselves out there, put their word out there in terms of how we're changing the world. It's like, I don't want this to be something to where just one person, it's all, all hands approach. Oh my goodness. I love that so much. That's so powerful. What a powerful testimonial. I didn't know that one of your roles was to was to bring the, the fallen soldier back home and to facilitate that. That in itself is traumatizing. That in itself is just a very heavy, heavy responsibility. But, you know, it had to be done. And it takes a very, very special person to be able to facilitate that with a sense of compassion and love and respect. So thank you so much for sharing that. And also, and we talked about this on our live and we talked about this in our private chat of, of, you know, the suicide attempt and that in itself, I don't think we talk about it enough. And it was quite honestly, it wasn't uncomfortable between the two of us when that came up because I mean, real recognize real, right? Like I've been there too. And it's because I've been there. It's because that a lot of us have been in, in that pit, that pit of despair where it's just dark and lonely and it takes so much strength and hope and grit and grace to be able to climb out of there and sometimes even claw out of there. What I could really appreciate is that you sought out help and that you were able to get yourself out of that environment and into another environment that facilitates rebuilding. And it's things like that that makes you that much more of a better coach because you have been in the depths of your soul. You have looked at it in the face and it didn't like it didn't happen. You're here for a reason and you're using that as you're using that as leverage, right? There's a lot of people out there who would hide in that and and hide behind the guilt and shame or even just shove it down. But the fact that it's part of your story that you I love how you said you're like, I almost took myself out. And there's a lot of people out there whom that's really going to resonate with. And those are your people. Those are your clients. And those are the people that you're here to serve. So thank you so much. Oh, I, I see that so, so hard in you. So tell me more, what led to you being specifically a transformation and mindset coach? That's a humdinger. No, um, <laughs> it's crazy because it was recent, right? To where as I'm like, it's crazy. I, I've heard it from another business owner, uh, Jay Altman. And he said on an Instagram video, he said that a business will never give you what you want, but it will give you an identity. And how that resonated with me in my coaching journey, I've always thought that I was a burnout and purpose coach. And you may have heard that on a previous podcast, but as I'm going through, like, even as a coach, I'm going through my own transformation, right? And I just found myself, it was like the whole thing in retail was one piece. And where it has, where things have opened up for me, I had to really look at myself in the mirror again from the aspect of my entire journey. And yes, you, you brought up the perfect piece about, you know, taking the traumas, taking the, the abyss and, you know, just using that as leverage. And I had to really look at my world of compassion, my world of empathy and really take on to like, hold on. This expanded everything. You know, I went through my, I went through all of the traumas and it went from like, 
I went through the trauma, pity me, feel bad to now. No, I went through this because it matured me. I went through the beatings because it gave me that grit. I earned like, you know, this gift of compassion to where I can provide others grace, get like, let them know like that you have your own permission to give yourself grace. And it was like a lesson in its entirety. And that's when it hit me to where it was like, oh, I'm a transformation and mindset coach. Now, there was a previous example and I kind of, and I will admit that I, I was in my own sense of denial, right? And I remember, you know, how we, you know, at uh, Lumia, they do the practice sessions, the whole nine. And, and I remember I sat down with one other coach and we was, we was having a great session. And when it was my turn, it got really knee deep. It was actually that, that feeling of what I went through happened all over again, that, that intuitive nudge and to really just say, this is who you are and accept this. And this person told me like, after the session, she was like, you clearly have a gift. I was just trying to get along with my manager. You had me look at my entire past. I was like, oh, okay. And I got to a place where I just, I remember after this session, I sat there at this exact area in my living room for about three hours. I sat with it. I literally sat with it. I literally sat with the the entire session. It had me revisit my past the whole night. And I kind of like, you know, no, this whole thing of this transformation is part of the burnout and purpose journey. It's like, no. And I think when people get to this position of being of service, part of that identity is really not stepping into it, but owning it, owning who you are, right? Fast forward to this present moment, like, hold on, like, no, this is who I am. It's like, I shouldn't be afraid of this gift. And it's like, you think of Superman, right? He wanted to live a normal life and he has all these superpowers and he was fighting it off. And then it got to a place to where he seen somebody hurt and he used that that superpower as leverage. So with that being said, I've recognized that I, I've not only recognized it, but I took ownership that behind this power that I have, this gift that I have, I have a greater responsibility. That's where it just hit me. This was actually like, what was it? About last week, two weeks ago. Oh, really? That recent? Yes, yes, yes. I went through a scrub of my entire media content, and I looked at it. I was like, this is nothing relative to burnout and purpose. Huh. And yeah, it hit me. It hit me again. I was like, okay, I just need to just take ownership of this. This is who I am. And, you know, my coach was telling me, like, you didn't notice this. Uh, Oh, help me understand this. So... It, it was just like, t- it really came down Pumihana, to really just taking ownership and just running with it. And that's where the lives came in to where it became more powerful. And I wanted, I didn't want this to be something to where, to where I'm just trying to flex how great I am. Like, no, to be great, it requires a multitude of people. It's like, I don't know if you watched cartoons when you was a kid, but like Captain Planet, right? Oh, yes. With our powers combined. You said it perfectly, right? And with our powers combined, it's like, you know, I got a little dash of earth, fire and heart and, you know, a little razzle dazzle of Captain Planet that's just swooping through. It's like, no, this is like, we're all going to come together and, you know, do our thing behind this. And I want to make sure not only that I'm showing off how great I am, but I want to make sure the friends that I encounter, the people that I meet, I give them an opportunity to show the world how great they are. So to me, it's like, I'm very passionate about that. um, And I take that seriously. I love that. And I think what kind of hit me, because I was also a journey graduate as well, which is something really funny that we found out (laughs) within our interaction. I thought that was really, really interesting. But just this idea or what it's, someone said, we need more of you. We need more coaches. We need more coaches. And man, like on one hand, I, f- I remembered there was, there was a little, that was a little blow to my ego, mm. right? Because I was like, wait, no, but like, I want to be a, I'm super special. Like I want to help all the people. And then I realized like, of course it was kind of a smack in the face, like, Come on, Pumehana. 
but really that we are not here to be saviors. And even if we were, we cannot save everybody. And I think, and this was in our life that, that I expressed so much gratitude that you allowed me to be on your stage, that you had featured me to your audience, because I don't take that lightly. I'm can be very protective of whom I partner with and whom I present to clients, to my audience, because you are the company that you keep, right? And the people that you feature, the people that you run with, the people that you resonate and introduce to others, you know, that's an extension of of myself. And I don't take that lightly. And the fact that you allowed me that opportunity, it was really, really special. I kind of, let's go back. I want to go back to that time that you said that you had that really incredible session with the other uh, Lumia student and you had sat in that feeling of this is it. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is, you know, you were taking ownership. I think there's a lot of people out there who are either just starting off with recognizing their intuition, who are just starting to get to know that side of them. And I'm really curious as to what that felt like for you. What did it feel like? Where did you feel it? Like where in your body? What did it sound like? What were some of the words that you were saying? Can you can you take us back to that moment and really unpack that with us? Yeah. That moment, it was foreign yet familiar. Foreign in my gut from the aspect of like you don't feel this this intuitive nudge so often. And when it's like present, it has like like a meter if it's like intense and it's like trying to get your attention it's like on a 10 right but if it's like light they might just drop in like little hints here and there they might add a little little razzle dazzle here and there but in that moment pumiana it was it was intense in my gut and and when i sat with it what ran through my head from there it was like if I was like to tap into my inner Bob Ross for a second, it was like a stream of past conversations. It was like a Raven Simone cheetah girl moment when the, the flashbacks came on. You know what I'm saying? You start having like zoom into your eyes and <laughs> yes, yes, man. Yes. So it was like that type of deal. And it was like everything kind of like hit me. And then when I came back to reality, it was like, holy cow, like what just happened? It was like, what did, what just happened? It was like memories of my past from the military, the conversations that I had, the job that I did. It was like this punch to the gut from a place of compassionate expansion, expansion of compassion, expansion of empathy. And I did that in a way to where I wasn't finding myself into this savior complex. Like, oh my God, I have to save you. No, it was like, on a deeper perspective of like really feeling all the feels. It was like a, a tidal, a tidal wave after tidal wave after tidal wave of just like emotions. And it was like memories just hitting me all at once. It's like going through a transformation and it's like you don't have time to, you don't have that moment to catch yourself back up and reflect. And then boom, another transformation hits. It was like very intense very intense. It was like, there were some moments to where I brought, I shed tears. There's some moments to where I laughed. There were some moments to where it was like, I was angry. It was like all the, the memories that I had in my past. And, and I'm going to say this just for the sake of this podcast. It was like during my time in the military, just to get me deep into it. And I'm gonna bring it back to this piece, but there was a point in time to where we had to go to the Air Force. We had to go to Dover Air Force Base to do the embalming of the fallen soldiers. And one of the hardest things to talk about when having PTSD is that experience, right? The triggering moment. And it was like talking, like seeing the the dead spirits. Like there was times where I had like those moments even came back. It was just everything. And as that part right there, it was like, no, 
it was like the trauma kind of like I kind of ran away from my own trauma. And now at this this place, you know, fast forward to this moment itself, it was like, how can I put this? It was at this moment to where I just essentially just had to, man, just bear with me for a second. But it was at a moment to where just everything just kind of like hit me. It hit me. And fast forward to this moment for me to really step, put myself out there and just be vulnerable, just openly vulnerable. You, you was a part of that transformation, mind you, right? To where I just reached like, you know what? I'm just going to reach out. And it's like, that's when I really accepted. Like, I remember by just having that conversation with you, it was like, that was the first time I really like, all right, I'm going to just lean into this intuition. I'm going to just talk to her. I'm going to see if I have her on this live. The rest was history. So now it's like, I'm opening, I'm finally telling people the story of my journey, what it is that I go through for my PTSD, like really just leaning into the the greater details of the gifts itself, if all of that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It actually sounds like as you were sitting, sitting in it, everything just kind of started to string together and all of your experiences just started to fall into place and you started to understand that this was all for a purpose. This was all leading you to exactly where you needed to be at this point. And that's really powerful. But at the same time, that's really, that's really hard. It takes a lot of strength and courage to be able to sit in the feelings, sit in the emotions, sit in the trauma. And if you're listening as as a listener, I do want to kind of make this disclaimer that this kind of processing is it's really important to one, do this with a professional as well as doing it on your own. Because we as coaches, we don't have the credentials to be able to help you process your past. We have the gifts and we have the tools that can help you move forward, which is exactly what James is talking about. He's talking about taking himself from where he was at at that point and looking forward. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I think a lot of that you were able to do that too because you had that support. You had that professional support in the past where you're like, okay, this is what happened. This is what happened and it's okay for me to look at it. It's okay to, for me to be there and sit in it because these feelings, oh my God, these feelings, like they're so big and they're so heavy. And I know for me personally in my own journey, and this is honestly, this is what my therapy sessions look like today and weekly of my therapist, like emotionally and intellectually sitting me down and having me experience those feelings. And she's like, sit with that. Like, that's really scary. That's really scary. Just sit with that. And my neurodivergent mind just wants to like analyze it all away. Just like, oh no, I'm feeling this because of this. And because she did that. And and oh, because this happened in my past. So that's why. And okay, that like, it all makes sense. And then I'll just like move forward. But the ability to just sit in it and feel the big feelings and feel it to heal it. And then just be at peace in it. That's the journey. That's the transformation. That's the work. I just saw, this might be a little bit of a side tangent, but I saw um, a little meme or something on, on Instagram. And it said that butterflies can't see their own wings after they come out of the cocoon. And it said something along the lines of like, that really spoke to me because we can't see our own beauty. Like so often we do the work and we know that we've changed, but still for me personally, there's that, there's still that doubt. Like, oh, I know who I was so, so well. I remember who I was and I keep looking back and like, okay, well, this is what I used to do, but you know, am I doing this right is this what I'm like? This is what I want to do. This is how I want to approach this. This is how I want to think. And I think one of the most encouraging things that I've been told is just you're doing it. Like you're doing it. You're doing the work. You're doing it. And you're healing. 
it sounds like that's a little bit of what, like even just now, as you're making these these little shifts and adjustments to even just the title and, and kind of understanding of like, okay, who am I? What am I doing? Like, how am I helping people? This is such beautiful work. Like I can see your butterfly wings, you know, from this transformation and you're just, that's what you're doing. Like you're flapping your wings and you're creating such this amazing ripple effect, a huge ripple effect on Instagram, on social media. Like people are noticing you and they're noticing what it is that you're doing and how you're helping people. And I think it's, it's so beautiful. I feel so honored to have come into contact with you and created this relationship. So, so thank you for leaning into your intuition. Thank you for putting yourself out there and reaching out and really just making this connection. I thought I was going to get canned. I ain't even going to hold you. (laughs) No, but um, no, on a serious note, thank you. Yes. It's, I, I didn't know butterflies could didn't not look at their wings because had that been me, I'd be on a, a beauty pageant. <laughs> with, on a serious note, look at me, look at me. <laughs> I just, just shimmer away, flap flap flap, 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 no, bitch. Um, flap, flap. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, 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 yes. To to your point, it has been quite the journey in regards to you know just transformation and how transformation is part of the human experience, how we handle those shifts. How do we move through it gracefully? We, and the the beautiful part about it is we have a choice. We have that as a choice to where we can move through this transformation and accept the guidance behind it, or we can move through this transformation and it could be a train wreck. Like we got to call a state of space, shall we? But the beauty behind it is that there you're you're given that choice and that opportunity because when we think about that transformative side and you take on the negative uh, choice of it, it's still going to lead you back to square one of just finally accepting it. So with all that being said, it's a simple saying: the opportunity to do good is always going to be there. There's no such thing as starting over when you're trying to do good, right? At that point, you're just building off of it, and the negative it kind of like. It's adding to the story. It's, it's giving like Bob Ross happy trees. It's giving <laughs> the the blue string. Bob Ross is dope, by the way. But um, it's giving all of that, right? And you have the opportunity to take that pen, or in this case, the pencil, so to speak, because it has an eraser to erase any mistakes and just rewrite it. I mentioned this previously that like life is like a math problem. You know, I, I hate showing my work. I was pretty good at math, but I hated showing my work. That was too much work. I just wanted to just get the the calculator, the Texas instrument, scientific calculator, and just get the answer and just be done. So I can go play PlayStation or go play football with my friends and whatnot. But when you're doing like this whole math problem of life, you're doing the inner work, you're mapping out like, all right, what does X equal? And when I say that inner work, right, reviewing your journey. What do you want to add to your journey? How can you leverage the negatives in your journey? And when you start showing that work at that point, your outer world reflects back to you in terms of the work that you've been doing. And at that point, you're given opportunities to where you, you're meeting people that's aligned based upon your vibration. You're meeting, you're getting opportunities based upon your vibration. Your vibration dictates a lot, right? In terms of, you know, mindset, how you carry yourself, how you, you share your story. It's like life is abstract. Life is really abstract. Every, and the, and that's the beautiful thing about it, Pumiano, is that when I say it's abstract, everybody's life is painted differently. It's like walking in an art gallery and you see pictures that resonate with you or certain parts of your life. There's no, there's not one picture that's the same. So it goes a long way. To where in this this transform transformative part of our human experience to really look at our journey. And part of that self-love piece is loving the journey and loving, loving the, the highs, the lows, the in-betweens, the heartbreaks, the glow-ups, just everything about it. It's like it creates this fiber of who you are as a as a soul. 
Oh, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. I want to go back to what you were saying about about being in the art gallery in which, you know, everybody's journey is is a piece of art and some may resonate with you more than others, but it doesn't it doesn't make that that other piece of art any less beautiful. And when you said when you said love the journey, love the ex- the negative experiences, what came to mind was the stoic there's a stoic philosophy saying of amor fati and it means amor fati means the love of fate to love whatever happens to you it is not good or it is not bad but to love it and embrace it and i think there's a there's a buddhist saying i don't know if it's a saying but just this buddhist idea that we bring our own suffering. And I think that suffering happens when we forget what we have control over. And that is our own perception and our own actions. Before, in, the, in our previous conversations, you've used the term alchemist. Tell me a little bit more about that. Aha. That was the most I used that word ever. I am not a big word person or an Ivy Leaguer. Uh, disclaimer. No, uh, on a serious note, uh, alchemists, right? We all have an inner magician within us. Penn and Teller, for example, they didn't become magicians just, you know, out of the womb. They, they obviously had a journey. And then once it hit them, they ran with it. What does that mean for us in translation, right? That alchemist, we, you, you said it perfectly earlier in terms of leveraging the, the traumas, the negatives, into something that could be used greater. And that's where you have that opportunity to create behind the transformation. You are given the power to transform your life. You are given the power to actually create life the way you want it. Um, I had suffered a lot of L's throughout my life um, in terms of physical abuse, verbal abuse, military trauma, losing friends and going through it all. Right. I've been around like death quite a bit. And once I really got to a place of going into the abyss, the darkness, however you want to put it, the depths of it all, however you want to flip it, I got to a place to where I've recognized my own gifts. It's like we live in a society to where we put all these labels on people. And this is just my personal belief. I'm not trying to pin this on nobody, but my personal belief is that we live, we, we live in a society to where we have all these mental constructs and these labels of disabilities. And it kind of takes us away from what our actual gifts are and how we can raise consciousness as a whole. How can we raise the vibration as a whole? Again, I have PTSD, but I gave myself, I had a choice, right? I could either just fall into pity and just be like, hey, I'm sick. I'm not right in the head. And just sit there, collect the check from the VA when in reality is like, no, I'm going to do something with this. This actually turned out being my gift. I'm going to show other people how to be their own inner magician and give them that opportunity to like, hey, you could turn this around. Don't hold yourself back because of whatever it is you have going on in your life, you have the opportunity to do good. If we was to start something right now to take one step forward into doing good, what do you want to change? How do you want to change it? I'm putting the paintbrush in your hand. How do you want to map out the, this, this beautiful painting of your life onto this canvas? That's just my personal spin on it, you know, and I, and I stand firm on it. I stand 10 toes strong on that. I just want to be able to give people especially in this day and age, the opportunity to let go of control of, you know, society. And, and, and Pua talked about it when I, when I chopped it up with her in regards to, you know, just rebelling. We talked about rebelling the nine to five. I guess for me, again, this transformative piece and just coming to grips and acknowledging, acknowledging this is more so of like, how do you rebel society? You have the opportunity to let go of that control of the societal constructs and paint the picture of your life. And when I say that, how do you want to express yourself? How do you want to 
be you in the fullest way possible from not just of the mind, but of the heart. You know, Pharrell said it best, and I'm going to say it in, in this way. Wealth is of the, the mind and the heart, not of the pocket. You don't have to do this stuff from a place of like, all right, getting a nine to five and doing, doing the deal of going to school unless you choose to. But you have the power to create the life and create your own freedom. How do you want to free yourself from all of this? Like the societal stuff as, as business owners, we all have a a little ounce of quote unquote crazy. I don't think we're crazy, but I say that just as figure of speech, but those, those people that have the ounce of crazy, those are the people that recognize like, no, I'm not going to let nobody else control my life or dictate anything about who I am as a person at heart. I want to dictate or paint this picture or redefine, you know, this word of freedom to what fits me. Freedom is an art. Healing is an art. Everything, and and it don't have to be in a form of therapy or whatever. It could be in the form of a podcast or anything else that you do, art, whatever. But it's like, I'm communicating my emotions in such a different way to where it allows me to be expressive and show off my freedom to everybody else to empower them for greater. I agree 100%. I'm so passionate about self-expression. And ultimately what you're saying is that we all have a choice. We all get to choose. And yes, absolutely. I agree with that. A lot of us have been so conditioned, sometimes with out of love, sometimes out of necessity and just out of experience. But we have been formed and conditioned by Uh, the beliefs of our family, life experience that has just shaped us to who we are today. And we haven't been given the tools. We haven't been given the practices and ideas that has given us permission to question who we are right now or how we've gotten to this place. There's so many people out there who are just doing things because this is just how it's been done. This is how our family does it. They don't actually know why. And I'm in the process of creating a course called Success from the Inside Out. And it's exactly this. It's one that I believe that true success happens from the inside out. And two, that we get to redefine. We get to define what success means to us by going through this process, by going through this healing process and journey, we get to take the language and we get to make it what works for us, what we resonate with. So I think language is so important. I think that the words that we use are so important because it really truly is how we shape our reality. And for us to be able to define it for ourselves is so empowering. And so this idea of, I mean, we talked about identity. I actually kind of real quick want to go back to what you were saying when you said, I have PTSD, but PTSD does not have me. That's what came up when you were saying that it is something that is there, that it is a a part of you, something that you have experienced, but it doesn't get to be you. It doesn't get to define you and you are not taking that on as an identity or an excuse. So a lot of people do that. But this course that I'm creating, Success from the Inside Out, it's based upon the layers of the mind. And the layers of the mind are at the very root of it, at the very base level, is your identity. And your identity informs your beliefs. And your beliefs inform your values. And your values inform your potential. And what you see is possible for yourself and for the world. And your potential informs your actions and habits. And your actions and habits inform your reality and your environment. And so what this course is going to do is it's going to allow you the space to look at your identity, peel back the layers, say, hmm, this is where I am now. And this is who I want to be. So you get to break down and then rebuild who you are into who it is that you want to be, into this beautiful butterfly. And I think that so many people are just so trapped and they are operating from a place of 
just the upper limits. And it goes back to our conversation of do be have. And then we're negating that do be have because people are just, oh, if I do these actions, then I'll experience this reality. If I do these things, then I'll have these things. But no, it's be do have. It's be this person. Act from that place of identity. Act from I am, I'm a damn good coach. I'm a kick-ass parent. I am caring. I am loving. And I'm giving them what they need. When we have this identity, because both you and I are parents, when we have this identity that we are kind, loving, caring, compassionate parents, then it's going to inform what we believe ultimately about ourselves, about our kids, and about the world, right? That's going to inform their values and so on and so forth. So I, 100%, I absolutely agree with you. So with that, tell me, James, how did you realize that being one was a gift? Just by hearing that, it took me to a deep place. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to pause like that. It's from a world of acceptance, providing empathy for self, compassion for yourself. Again, we're all artists in our own way. And we're able to like take our heart and our mind and like just paint this as paint it as whatever we see fit in terms of, you know, again, compassion, empathy, and grace. For me, from that place of being one with self is like a lot of meditation, being able to see things and just accept things for what it is. Um, we had a conversation and it was a huge takeaway that I have from you from, from the place of looking at things from a place of neutrality. And sometimes when we use the statement, it is what it is. I, I actually, since I had this conversation with you, I stopped using it or I try to refrain from using it is what it is because it can be perceived as negative. There's an emotion tied to it, right? So getting back to this place of being one with self and, you know, it's a, the things that you practice within self, you're able to practice that to other people and express that to other people. It's easy to say self-love. I'm going to go take a bubble bath. I'm going to light the candle. I'm going to exfoliate. It, all that stuff, that's cool, fine and dandy. But when you're doing like self-love to the core, you're able to like really review the relationship with self. You're able to reflect on the relationship with self and you could do it and, and flip it in so many ways. And when you look at it from a place of neutrality, you're able to further expand that compassion and that empathy for self from a place of understanding who you are at the core, understanding your journey at its core. It, it, it runs so deep. It runs very, very deep and it gets as deep as you want it. The more you sit with who you are, the more you sit with your journey, the more, you know, you embrace the scars that you have. It just, it runs deep. Like every day that we live, we see, and, and it allows you to see other people in a different way. Like for me, I could easily tell off of someone's energy if they got something going on or if they're hurt. And it, it gives me that space to be of service. It's like a simple phrase. It's like, I'm able to fill my own cup and let the overflow runneth over to other people and be that, that beacon of light for them. It's like, I'm recharging myself. I'm recharging my own light, but I'm saying this from a deeper facet, from a place of like constantly sitting with it. It's not just in the weekly therapy sessions, but like really reviewing the moment, the day, the week, reviewing your relationships. It's just like, it's giving you permission to like, just index yourself. Yeah. And prune a little bit too. You to release what doesn't serve you, release the mistakes, and honestly, to release the triumphs. And what you're saying is that when you're one with self, it gives you the capacity to be one with the rest of humanity. Yes. You're understanding your own part of the collective. No matter, and this the part that you play in humanity. 
and the collective is not is no bigger than one person is no less than than the other you're you're playing an equal part and everybody to a degree we've all heard this statement we're all connected we're all connected yeah and i think and that's that's when we go wrong is when we forget and we facilitate separation and i think ultimately that's when chaos ensues you know, you're different from me, you're not like me, and therefore you are bad. But no, we have the same DNA. It's just expressed differently. There's always a community aspect. There's always something that's tying us together, and it's up to us to look for it and to highlight it. So lastly, Tell us about your community and and tell us what's behind the name Soul Tribe Transformations. I'm so curious about this. Yes. Shoot, I am too. No, uh, I'm joking. (laughs) No, uh, (laughs) Soul Tribe Transformations. First and foremost, intuition brought that to me, to be honest with you. And again, this was one of those, hey, James, sit with it moments um, there's been a lot of sitting at this time. I'm pretty sure my Apple Watch, my heart rate, and my walking steps have gone down drastically. But um, Soul Tribe Transformations, man, I've always, you know, thrived or tried to find who it is within my community and who do I relate to the whole nine and what I thought I was. And, you know, it was from a place of identity. And upon going through this massive, still going through these massive shifts, I was able to find, you know, my tribe from a place of compassion, empathy, raising the vibrations of the collective. And it's all at a soul level. It's not at a practical real life level. So when I think of soul tribe transformations, that that's what, that's one of the things that hit me. And, and I didn't come up with that until which class was it? There was a class where they call it the um, I'm not trying to give away Lumia secrets. I don't want to be taken out of their alumni, but they had a class called the 5D uh element. And that was a class to where you're you have like you're you're sitting in the hot seat, so to speak, and then you're going through a massive glow up. And for me, I, I wasn't accustomed to that. I was like, oh my gosh, like, what are y'all, why is all this good raining down on me? I was afraid to receive. And they told me, it was like, you know, see Netflix special. I see number one podcast on USA Today. I, I, I. And it was like, it was so much good. It transformed me to where I learned how to receive. But behind that, as I pulled back the veil, my tribe is people that are creative. This is going to the first part of your question as well. My tribe is people that are creative. My tribe is people that are compassionate, expressive. They want to change the world on a deeper level at the soul as much as I do. There's people. They could be realtors. You're changing lives too. Putting people in homes, you know, putting people in a place to where they're emotionally tied to it. Um, their art, something to where it's emotionally tied to them. I'm sitting around storytellers. There's an emotional tie to it. My community is a, is people that want to create a space for others to thrive. My tribe is people that want to be great by making others great. My tribe it consists of people that that resonate with who I am and vice versa at a soul level that under that quote unquote, understand the assignment. I remember um, when I got my business license back in uh, last January and I showed it to my kids. I remember I just, I just broke down. I cried with my kids. My kids looked at me like I was crazy. Like they was like, what is wrong with you? Oh my God, stop crying. Ew. And to them, that's when I educated them about the name. Like my oldest son was like, what does this mean, dude? I was like, this is what I'm about. And that was the first time, like not only speaking to it to my kids, but speaking to it from a place of confidence, speaking to it from a place of ownership. Yes, I played a part into it, into it, but my tribe, my community, they picked me up just as much as I, I had to play my part for myself. Now, granted, it was probably the big toe and the thumb that tried to pick me up, but everybody else played a part. 
you know, but um, to me, it's, it sits in my heart. And every time I say Soul Tribe Transformations, it's like there's a sense of pride in that. Yes, there's a little bit of ego in that because ego is also expressive from a place of protection. But it's from that place of protection for my people around me, my community around me, to where they too have that space to express their greatness, express what their heart desires, express what's on their mind as such. And again, we're like, we live in a world to where we're limited to that. You know, we, we see what's going on with the world. And it's like, my community has really helped me become a part of that. And I want to make sure within that com- the community I'm building, I invite others to have that space just as much as I'm, I'm in other spaces. That's so exciting. I'm so excited to see what that turns into and and what you create from it and what this collective creates from it. So thank you so much for sharing that with me. So with that, what's next for Soul Tribe Transformations and what are you looking forward to? I did that that laugh from like, a, what was it? Pinky in the brain, the little maniacal laugh. No, but um, <laughs> no, um, the Soul Lab is coming. That's a, a big project I've been working on. I thought I was done with it, but it's like, nah, there's more. And I say that because it's like, I had a friend that, t- that told me, she's like, does your energy feel like this? I was like, no, you need to add more. So what, the, what is the Soul Tribe? Or, wow, what is the Soul Lab? Excuse me. The Soul Lab is like my baby. And when you think about legacy, legacy is not about the imprint that you leave in the world, but how did you show off your, your inner rebel? How did you show off your way of change? How did you show off your way of expression? And when I think of the Soul Lab, it's going to be partnered with um, other coaches. It's going to be partnered with other, you know, clients. And the the when I originally talked about the Soul Lab for myself, I wanted to create a farming system to where it's just opportunities on top of opportunities. Let's talk about the pandemic just for a brief second, right? One of the biggest things that we've encountered during the pandemic was people's lives just being broken down to crap, laid off people. Yes, there's some people that just like said, you know, screw it. I'm going to do my own thing. And they had their own struggle. And those are probably the people that's thriving right about now, right? Housing market, inflation, all this practical stuff that just, just went to the put and it forced us to look within ourselves on a deeper level and review like, Hey, is this what you really want? And I wanted to create a farming system to where for clients that succeed, they're in this community to where they're bringing on other people, whether if it's like something as small as like being a, an assistant or bringing them onto their team to allow them to bring out their creative passions and, and so on and so forth. But where my little razzle dazzle comes in is I want to change the world of coaching. When you watch YouTube or when we watch YouTube as the people, we see a lot of, you know, coaching demonstrations, the ACC, PCC and MCC, like, nah. No, no, no. I want this to be like on a WWF level. What does that mean, James? You've seen tag team, you've seen tag team fights, right? Or one-on-ones or two versus one. I want to flip the concept of coaching onto its head. I want healing to be like no holes barred when I say that. And what I mean by that is like, I thought about it actually yesterday, just a quick example, like partnering with another coach and then we do like group coaching. So it's like, oh, James and Pumehana, they're they're coaching like they're doing group coaching with five other people, but they're getting these clients are getting two different perspectives. So it's going to be mind bending. It's going to be to some degree, you know, heart inflating to where people's are looking at their own way of living and they're being challenged. And that's going to be on um, I'm looking to put that on YouTube as well. Uh, from there. And then that allows you know, like, you know, other people within other potential clients in the community to meet up with other coaches. Like, yeah, I seen you on the soul lab with coach James and, and such and such, or, you know, just go from there. It's like, I want this to be like something to where I open Pandora's box of coaching. Just like a, like a massive, like a platform that showcases a bunch of coaches in what lights them up in their zone of genius 
and it's not a competition and it's like a client gets to come in and be like, I resonate with that person. I resonated that person. And we can come in as the coaches. And like you said, we can tag team or we can partner up and we can lives or webinars. And then we can also ask the community, hey, what are you guys going through right now? What do you guys want to talk about? What do you guys need? What do you need right now? Let's dive into that. That's insane in the best of ways. Oh my gosh. How exciting, how phenomenal and rebel rebel, man. Like I can't think of anybody that's doing that right now. And there really opens the client's mind to like, oh, I don't have to choose or like I don't have to be tied into a coaching contract, you know, for however 3 6 plus months, right? And like I'm going in blind with these things, but no, like you're allowing us as the coaches to showcase ourselves. Like I said, like stand in our zone of genius and then just shine and attract the clients that resonate with us as we interact, as we create synergy within other coaches. My mind is blown, my friend. Like, oh my God, that's such an incredible idea. That's such an incredible idea. That's just one part. That's just one part. Wait, there's more. Yes. I feel like the OxyClean man at this point. But um, (laughs) no, the other part is too, um, upon doing courses, you ever went to school and you had that one history teacher that kind of like, you know, you hear him talk, but it's like, man, 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 man. And it's the same history teacher. Shout out to all the Charlie Brown teacher. Uh, History was not my thing. That's how I ended up meeting my wife. My my wife's family member just copying her homework. I don't recommend that. But anyway, um, but yes, you know, you you have that history teacher, and it's like, man, this is like very mundane. It's like, and then you have that one substitute teacher that brings you like a boatload of energy. Christopher Columbus did this, that, and the third. I don't know who he is, but he like he talking to me right now. He's spitting facts. No, so where's this coming into play, right? The courses that I'm trying to build as well, I'm going to feature my super friends. And it's going to be like different, it's going to be different coaches and they're able to tie in their story, their bits and pieces of their vulnerability. And again, this is allowing people that's going to be into this community to like, oh, I really like that class that you did. I really loved your energy coach, uh, Pumehana or James, you was, I could relate to you uh, as a man of color, A, B, C, and D. And I'm not saying this to flex or anything like that, but people have their layers of comfort based upon one's struggles, based upon one's story. Like, this is the reality of it, right? Like, let's let's not be facetious around this. And this is giving, like, a boatload of variety, different energy. This is not something where it's going to be like, boom, 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 ah, ah, ah. I might be doing a, a course to where I may tag team a course chapter with another coach. And then we could partner up and make some creative activities and so on and so forth based upon what the people want and this is like you play a video game and it's like people have their cheat codes this is giving clients the overall power there's all there's so many like it's going to be around so many crazy subjects it's going to be something as minor as you know transformation it can go as like way off the board into to the sexual stuff and relationships and kink all that stuff so this is a lot this is a, a safe space for all types of people and clients. And this is also a safe space for coaches to where this is like, this is my definition of the collective work. And this is how I view it. And I'm putting that all in one platter. Goodness. I cannot wait. That's so exciting. I cannot wait to see this. James, my friend, I could, I could talk to you for hours, but let's Let's put a bow on this. Um, where can the people engage with you online and where can they find you and get more of you? Yes, yes, yes. Best place to find me is on Instagram. That's where I'll be Instagramming. That's, I don't even know if that's work, but um, that's where you'll find me for the most part on Instagram. Um, if you guys are looking to receive sessions from me, you can book a free discovery call in my link in bio on my Instagram or heal.me backslash coach james 
you can see my beautiful face and the butterfly wings that I have not seen on my Soul Tribe Lives every week on Thursday. And you'll and if you follow me on Instagram, you'll get the notifications and in, in terms of like when what time it'll be and so forth. But yeah, that's where you can catch me. If you have any ideas, thoughts, like look, I'm not a gatekeeper. Hit me with them. Fantastic. Well, my friend, thank you so much for taking this time. It has truly been an honor and a pleasure to have this conversation and and share everything that you're working on with the world, with the collective. I can't wait to do this again, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. If this episode served you, please do me a small favor and head to your favorite podcast platform to rate and review the show. Your small act will play an exponential role in getting these powerful conversations out into the world. Be sure to connect with me on Instagram at at Pumehana Palmer and DM me with your insight and takeaways. See you next time. Aloha.